Hello. Welcome again, Pastor Deborah here. We are in another wonderful spiritual teaching time for you, my precious little spiritual disciples, students. I'm sitting in my living room physically. I don't know where your physical body is. You could be in the womb of a woman, could be sleeping on an airplane, a train, in a car, at work. Don't know. Could be in a coma, in a hospital, very sick. That's right. Or you could be on another planet, out in another galaxy, far, far away from where I'm at, physically. But you know, spiritually, in the realm of the spirit, there's no distance. The spirit realm is all one. It's got some dark areas in it, that's for sure. We're not in that part. We're in the Garden of Eden, the very spot on your planet, this planet, the very spot of the pleasure and delight of the creator of the garden, the Heavenly Father, God, the Most High, the Great I Am, Agape Love himself. So welcome. We're in another tele-ministry, spiritual teaching for you, that you'll be watching this one day, maybe long after I am gone, into the eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. I'm working hard to get a lot of videos up, so long after I'm gone, you can still learn. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we want to give Zoom Pro, a great big thank you and pray and bless them. For that's who I'm recording through with no green screen. Yeah, that's why you'll see my hand maybe disappear and my background come through or around my hair with the light. I might look fuzzy. The words on the screen might be fuzzy. There's no green screen behind me. I've tried homemade one, professional ones, ones attached to a chair. Didn't like any of them. Too cumbersome. I'm a very busy person, and I just need to sit down, get my camera up, my microphone on, find a video, get dressed, get ready, get in the right frame spiritually to teach you. And then if I had to set up a stand with a whiteboard and flowers, it's very time-consuming. I try to do one to two video recordings a day. Now, you know I have to edit them, review them, upload them, so it takes time for each video. But I'm working as fast as I can go and do the other things in the natural that I have to do. Cut grass, do laundry, sleep, rest, study, take care of husband, talk to son and daughter-in-law that's in another state sometimes i just need to rest during the day that's right you know i'm not young anymore yeah you know i just turned 70 yeah and i'm looking at the clock i think i've been given to over a hundred but i have to keep my mind alert and i have to stay as healthy as possible mm-hmm So you are welcome to this spiritual teaching of the global tele-ministry of agape love 
Love is here. It has its own website of www.agapelove.org. You might not find it after I'm gone because I won't be paying for that. That might go away. Probably will. But here on the YouTube channel, The Hidden Kingdoms, and its other channel for children of all ages, they'll still be there. Did you know I watch YouTube Moodyo? I watch YouTube movies every night. I just watched another one. Yeah, last night. It was about the nights over in the area where Baghdad is in Iraq and how they were uh, trying to help keep one of the great warriors coming out of the east. Mm-hmm. The great Kubla Khan mm-hmm, was invading. They came to a city. And over the gates of it, it said anybody who came here to destroy this city would be destroyed. The city had priests, shamans, prophetic people advising the princess. Princess had prophecies over her life and the city. And it was interesting how prophecies, words spoken by grandparents, are very vital in their existence today. And at the very end, this great Kubla Khan called him a mongrel. When his son was killed and laid outside the city gate, and he was told of the prophecy, the prophetic words over the city, that anybody who came to destroy it would be destroyed themselves. And this knight was asked by Kula Khan, well, why didn't you die when you came into it? What protected you? And the knight said, I came not to destroy the city. I think the name of the movie was The Golden Horde. Kubla Khan uh, looked at his vast army as the horde. And so the very last almost statement of the movie was that when the great Kubla Khan, this mongrel coming out of the east, This golden horde said, I used to think I was the great and the greatest there ever is. And nobody was greater than I am. But I have discovered here in this city that there is a power more powerful than I am who owns it all. What a powerful statement at the end of this movie. Sometimes I don't get the understanding of why I'm watching something. I do watch it to see valor and honor among warriors and how priests and shamans work with the kingship and how they advise the princesses and the kings. Mm -hmm. I also see a lot of human nature. These two uh, men with Kublai Khan had come to the city and they found a beautiful princess. And they both wanted her and they fought each other to the death. Well, there was a knight there that had vowed his and pledged to protect her and the city with his knights. 
He had come on an excursion to learn about this great Kublai Khan. This great mongrel golden horde army that was coming from the east. The nations of the Christ kings that had to do with Christianity. I, I never know that when I start watching these movies. Yeah, I put a lot of them on the playlist under Bible movies and stories. There's just tons of them. And I never know that when I start watching them. But God has always used movies to teach me, to show me, to learn about the soul, its lust of its flesh, the lust of its eyes, and about spiritual things. And how even God can speak from a prophecy before he was really known in the world, speaking to those who did not know him, like Kublai Khan. Boy, that was a sad day for him when he realized there was somebody else with more power than him that owned cities and land, and he wasn't who he thought he was. Great movie. I watched lots of movies. That's one way God has always taught me. Mm -hmm. I even watched science fiction movies. Mm -hmm. That's how I learned that God was reaching out to the galaxies. Yeah, I study UFOs. I study all those movies. Then I watch a lot about fantasy and mythological movies because it deals with supernatural powers. That's right. I watch ancient Greece and Roman movies. Mm -hmm. Always looking for the issues and the personality of the souls of the leaders and how spirituality and uh, belief in gods and goddesses help rulers to lead. I look at warriors and how they battle and about honor, even in death. Mm -hmm. I'm always learning. So I do that at nighttime after I've had a busy day. So welcome to Teleministry, the spiritual discipleship teaching from Pastor Deborah of Agape Love, Love is Here's Global Teaching Ministry. We've been working through wonderful scriptures of the Bible that were foundational to me years ago to help me go from being a licensed clinical mental health counselor in the state of Florida and nationally certified as one to helping people the Lord's way. I knew nothing about you, the forever person. I knew nothing about how to help you. Where were you? I didn't see you out there. Mental health didn't talk about you, the spiritual part. Nothing. And I had to learn fast because God was in a hurry. So he could help you and reach you. And I, I would get visions of you in horrible places, screaming and yelling that you were alive and you wanted help. And I'd start crying for you. But all I ever saw was your arm and demons and fire below me. And I'd cry and cry for you. And God would say, he's sending me. And I go, sir, I don't know what to do. I don't know who they are or where they are. I knew nothing. So God said, I'll help you. So my teaching began reading six to eight books, watching movies, reading the Bible, writing scriptures, looking up definitions, prayer, looking at nature, volunteering in churches to learn about prayer, deliverance, 
Mm-hmm. Learning how to be a shepherd of people. Mm-hmm. It was tremendous. I didn't think some days I was going to make it. I was so busy. I had family I had to care for, elderly parents that had to that were dying, horribly wicked brother I had to deal with, and trying to help you guys, bring you into my home, mm-hmm. and work a job, and raise a child. I was so busy. I don't know how I got through it, but I did. Now I'm here giving you the ex- my expertise of my experience. Most people don't have the experiences that I've had. As part of a wonderful, global, worldwide, non-denominational revival called the Brownsville Revival from 1995 to about 2000, 2005. 99.9% of you never came. It was powerful. I have that on the website, on the channel also, YouTube channel. Most people have never been in something like that. Never had that touch, that power touch you of God. Lay out on the floor for two and a half hours. See, witches come in. Satan has come in. Doing deliverance on Christians from devils. Curses. It's all healings. Prayers. Preaching for salvation. Repentance. Turn from your ways. And come back to God so he could touch you. This went on seven nights a week for me for years. That's right. I was on a fast pace to reach you and help you. And now I'm here. And now let's teach. This is going to be in the section called Teleministry. Isaiah 61. And we're picking up in verse 9. When I was learning about you and the Father... He gave me Isaiah 61 and 62 as my foundational scriptures to understand his heart, his desires, and his prophetic words to you and about you. I had to learn what he wanted to do. Why did he care for humanity and you on other planets? Why did he care to help you so much? And we had started in verse 9. We had been working through in ministry Isaiah 61. When we finish Isaiah 61, we'll start Isaiah 62. Then we'll go through some other scriptures that were vital in my early years of learning and my foundation. We're picking up here in part 2 of verse number 9. Let me read it to you. But before we begin, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are here and you brought us today together in the garden, in the realm of the spirit, the realm of your pleasure and delight, where your Holy Spirit, our spiritual teacher, can teach us and we can be nourished by your words of spirit and life, your words of truth. That will help us to grow and learn and cast out and off of us darkness, ignorance, confusion, bewitchment. Father, thank you for giving all of us here a chance to hear truth from you through Pastor Deborah. Thank you for your sacrifice 
of your son, your word itself on a cross long ago so we could be forgiven of our traitorous deeds we have done due to our ancestor Adam's disobedience to you and the loss of the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for birthing us anew as a new creature in the light, like these little hearts from this motion video from Pixabay that are being birthed out of the darkness and ignorance that you have made a way for us to come home to you and come up out of the miry clay of the soul's lust of its eyes, the lust of its flesh, and the pride of its life. Thank you for giving us a Hebrews 4.12 spiritual circumcision so that we can come up just like this, a new creature of the light, into your light to learn and grow, to be fed and nourished by your words of spirit and truth so that we can learn about you and we can learn about ourselves and we can grow and mature into all that you desire for us to be. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, let's go back and review verse 9. And then I'm going to go into it a little deeper. In part one of this video, we had worked through this first part. And their seed, their spiritual seed, shall be spiritually known among the spiritual Gentiles. That was where the first comma occurred. Now, the rest of the verse is this. And I'm going to put the word spiritual in front of it because that's how God taught me to help me understand. These were spiritual words for my spirit and their spiritual offspring. These spiritual seeds would also be known spiritually among the spiritual people and those that spiritually see them shall spiritually acknowledge them that they, these spiritual seeds of the everlasting spiritual covenant of God, these seeds are you, your words, your deeds, your actions, your life, your spiritual salvation, that these other people, these spiritual Gentiles, those that don't know him yet, that they would also see through you and your spiritual offspring, and your offspring can be your children, biologically, can be your life, your spiritual words, your spiritual deeds, your actions. Offspring means outbreathing, spoken usually words. Okay? And it says that they, these Gentiles that spiritually see your spiritual seed of a born-again spiritual child, that these people will spiritually see that you, these little ones, these seeds of agape love, you, the Lord has spiritually blessed 
And that is where verse 9 ends. Now, I want to take you to another scripture that helps us to define this out more, expand and amplify verse 9. It's another scripture. Let me get it. In trying to understand what the spiritual seeds were and what this spiritual blessing was for, for the spiritual Gentiles, God took me to a scripture called Isaiah 58, 10 through 14. God always had me go through the scripture references. I would follow them out faithfully and still do. I write them in papers and notebooks. I look up the words in a dictionary by Webster's or the and in the Strong's Concordance. Sometimes I didn't even know what he was talking about. And I had to study, as I think I told you on the last video, what were seeds. I had to look up the teachings of Christ Jesus about, they are called parables, stories about seeds and planting. I had to know what fruit was. Who were the Gentiles? What does being blessed mean? Why would he want others to know about my life? Mm -hmm. So let's begin to listen to Isaiah. He was an Old Testament prophet. We learn a lot from him. Verse 10. And if you, O spiritual little one that is born again, spiritually draw and bring out your soul from the light shining in your spirit. Means if you take bring your soul to your spirit, then your soul can shine a light out to the spiritually hungry for his agape love and light. Mm-hmm. Our soul must come to our spirit. Our soul is that part you're hearing now. It's in my biological brain. It is the vessel, the helpmate of the spirit out through the mind, the biological mind, and out through the physical body. So when I talk or write or sing or paint or create, my soul is reflecting the deeply hidden spiritual truths of the spirit. And he is saying, you must bring that out. Mm -hmm. A copy love in its light and truth. And when that happens, this is part of you, your seed will be known. You will be spiritually satisfying, healing, delivering the afflicted and wounded and broken souls of others and their spirits. Mm -hmm. So when your seed of spiritual life, your seeds of agape love are brought out through your soul and your spirit, others can see something beautiful that's coming from your life. Then shall your spiritual light, your salvation, your righteousness, glory, 
that came in your salvation from agape love himself shall spiritually rise up like these little ones. Come forth in the obscurity, in the darkness. You see, they're coming up in light. And in that darkness, whether it's in your soul or in other people's souls, it will be as noonday. Light will come. Wow. So not only in yourself will you be blessed. The everlasting covenant, that's another study you must do. What is that? It says you'll be a royal priest unto this God that saves you. You will be his child. You will be filled with the kingdom of heaven, of love, joy, and peace. You will be a child of love. I love child. We heard about that. We got lots of songs about that. Not the earthly kind. There's no sex with this God. There's no child pornography. No sex between him and you as a female. Mm -mm. That's not the kind of intimacy and love he's offering. Mm -hmm. It's deeper than that. It's not evil, it's not wicked, it's not abusive, controlling. It's gentle and kind. So he is saying right here in verse 10, that when you draw out of your spiritual salvation, the agape love in you, the light, it will be seen in the spiritual darkness by others. They will come to know that you are blessed by the Lord. Like in that movie I was telling you, the great Kublai Khan realized there was somebody more powerful than him that had power over the land and cities. And it wasn't him. And if you come to destroy it, you will be destroyed. And we can take that prophecy right now. There's one nation who has invaded another nation. Most of us know what's going on. They didn't come in peace, even though they said they were, but they didn't. So what do you think the prophecy of that city was going to be? If you come into our country, our city, our town, to destroy it. Doesn't matter what you tell yourself. And you bomb us and kill us. You will be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And that's what's beginning to happen. That which was trying to come in and forcibly free, take over, get back. Somebody that doesn't want to be with them. You see that in domestic violence when one partner wants to leave. The one that doesn't want them to leave will become violent. To keep them. Because the thing is, if I can't control you and I cannot have you, then I have no power. Mm -hmm. And when you have been in the chains and the fetters of another and slavery and you want freedom, it is a battle and many will die 
But thank goodness that nation that's being attacked, their president, brought all their nation to the Lord, to Pastor Deborah, to be their spiritual parent, shepherd, protector. Yes, many of them will earthly die, but they will go to the kingdom of heaven. And maybe your nation believes sort of in the same God, but through religion. Religion is not this God. He's not a religion. He doesn't wear all those robes on earth. He's in the realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So Pastor Deborah's reputation influenced because I was allowing the spiritual salvation of my life to shine out to others. Verse number 11 of Isaiah 58, 10 through 14. And the Lord shall guide you continually. Verse 11. And the Lord shall spiritually guide you continually by his Holy Spirit and his spiritual words of spirit and life. And spiritually satisfy your spirit and soul in times of spiritual drought. Lack of living spiritual water. Words of spirit and truth. That make you spiritually nourished. Fat, healthy, strong. In your spiritual bones, your foundation. That which spiritually holds you up in times of great turmoil. We see that in that young president of that nation. He seems to be, they call him a wartime president. He is spiritually strong. He's in the right. His military, his people are one for freedom. And we are told when you are like that and you have strong spiritual faith in the right God for the right reasons and are seeking to be free from all tyranny and to be under him alone. Your spiritual foundations, your pillars, your bones will be strong. That which holds you up in times of death and Fear and invasion. And you shall be like a spiritually well-watered garden. A garden that is well-nourished. With life-sustaining water flowing freely. Producing plants and trees and flowers that have seeds. Coming up. See them coming up? That's fully producing spiritual plants and fruit. Are you a fruit bearing tree? Are you a beautiful rose that others can smell your life spiritually and see him in and through you? And your spirit will be like a spiritual spring of water. One that continues to bring forth up. See how they're coming up? From the deep in the earth, your soul. 
and your spirit in the earth out to other people and is spiritually clean and cool and never ending always flowing upward upward reaching out to other people where these spiritual waters these seeds these fruit these words of spirit and life salvation agape love never spiritually fail not one person that i have ever helped come to me to get saved was lost they died but they were never lost mm-hmm. once they found it they never let go of it they would never let it go even in earthly death verse 12 and they that's you those who you old lord god had spiritually set free from the spiritual yokes of oppression we see oppression everywhere you have to do as i want bow take a knee wear your mask but i don't have to because i'm the oppressor i have a wonderful teaching i'm going to get to called the oppressed spirit it's excellent got it from somebody else tweaked it that's right you have to learn about oppression what it is how is it happen how are you oppressed what part of you is oppressed mm-hmm. excellent teaching so verse 12 is telling us those who you set free from these yokes of oppression your spiritual seeds from you and your offspring your life these should set others free from their spiritual oppression that you bring into your spiritual house i don't take you into me i take you into my house the kingdom and the family of god that's our spiritual house the family of god and when i bring you and tell you about you can too can come home to the house to the family of the lord mhm by lifting myself free of spiritual burdens yokes of oppression get me cleaned up first that's what pastor deborah had to do and i can help you through agape love repentance understanding yokes of oppression spiritually heavy burdens and what they are and i can get them spiritually lifted off of me and i have broken every spiritual heavy yoke that i'm tied to a lot of people are tied right now to the traditions of certain holidays they just do what walmart shows them to do or what their religion shows them to do but it gets all twisted something that started off pure becomes tainted it's not even about that so those are yokes of oppression fear of being ostracized or attacked on social media being called names bullying oppressed so that you don't feel free maybe it's in a relationship 
Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's in your community or in your religion. Or just about your daily life. But with freedom comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. All this Pastor Deborah had to learn. So once I was able to get free of oppression, heavy burdens, I could fly up like these little hearts. And I could also be free to spiritually feed on, study words of spirit and life for myself and then help you. And when you get born again, you come out of your clothes of shame, dishonor, out of the covering of the soul and its darkness of its lust of its flesh and the lust of its eyes and the pride of life. You become free like a caterpillar being changed to a butterfly and bursting forth out of the cocoon, a new creature that had never been created before. It wasn't a caterpillar any longer. Hidden in the cocoon comes out to be what it was supposed to be. Well, you get new clothes, ones of pride and glory. You get new clothes, ones of honor, dignity, respect. It's called a white robe of righteousness. The dirty clothes of shame and dishonor are gone. They went to you. They went with you to the grave. Death. But when you believed in this Christ Jesus, who was on the cross, and his forgiveness for you, you you just sort of stepped out of the grave, sort of without any clothes on, and the angel was there to give you the clothes. What was it? The Holy Spirit again. And when he came in, light came to you. Just like these little guys. And in that new clothes you are wearing, the white robe of righteousness, that means you're now in right standing legally with the laws of the kingdom of heaven and its king, the Lord, the God most high. You shall be a builder and a renewer of the old waste now of your soul that's been broken and fractured to many different things. You'll be able to help others. Your spirit will be made whole and new. It'll be a baby, but you're beginning to heal your soul and even your physical body when you get enough knowledge. And then you shall help raise up, like these little ones, the spiritually dead ones, those that were planted in bad soil. You will help to raise up other little ones. So your spiritual seed, your words, your life, your clothes will be known by those in the spiritual darkness. Mm-hmm. I want to stop right here so you can just ponder a little bit and realize that verse 9 of Isaiah 61, just this little portion, 
is so powerful. When you break it out, amplify it out, follow the scriptures out, try to get understanding. What is he talking about? My spiritual seed, my offspring, the Gentiles, and they will know that I am blessed of the Lord. When you look at Pastor Deborah in the spirit, my spirit is a big heart, bright, glorious. I was like this when I was getting started. I was little. I was still a seed in the ground. I believed. But the churches, the religions I had been in, nobody could feed me or nourish me with spiritual words. Even though they quoted scriptures, there was no anointing on them. It was just words of flesh from the soul. Once I got in that Brownsville revival, 1995 and God started touching me through prayer and I laid out on the floor and I was in an atmosphere of repentance and power and the glory of God had come down God was visiting he had come to that church it reached around the world was on ABC News 2020 I had experiences that 99.999% of you have never had I was awoken. I was fed. I was nourished. I heard God talking to me. My spirit became alive to God. I was already saved since I was three or four. My belief grew stronger. Then I started seeing the reality. Once that happens, the enemy showed up. Witches came, threatened me. If I wouldn't. They wanted me to stop praying for Satanists, those that I was called to help, those whose hands I saw in a vision. I didn't know I was doing much damage in prayer. I thought all of us were praying, but I discovered there's different kinds of prayers. There's soulish prayers, just of the soul, and God doesn't hear those. There's ritual prayers. God doesn't hear those. There's prayers of traditions of men. Prayers you just repeat. God doesn't hear those. That's all soul. It's only the spirit. Because I learned from a young man, Christ Jesus, with a woman at a well in the land of Samaria, that God is a spirit. And he is not looking for you to go to a mountain to worship him or to a temple. He's looking for your spirit to worship him in spirit and in truth. I didn't know who he was. So I had to study him, his desires, his heart, his prophetic words. And Isaiah 61 and 62 was him talking to me. Because that young, same young man, after he came out of the wilderness and passed his test, he came out preaching and teaching. Repent, turn your thinking, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He went into the church where he grew up in, and he quoted Isaiah 61, verse 1. said, the Lord God is upon me. I've been anointed to set the captives free, and this scripture is fulfilled in your ears today. That set that church on on fire. Well, they couldn't believe it, because they just knew him in the natural as a man, as Joseph, the carpenter's son, because that scripture was a prophetic word from Isaiah. 
that the king was coming, a deliverer anointed by God himself. And that young man, Jesus, said, I'm him. I'm here. It's fulfilled today. So even in your own ears today in this video, it is fulfilled to you. The Savior has come. He's throwing out his seeds of agape love to you through Pastor Deborah. Desires to plant you in his garden, water you, and let your fruit come forth for others in the darkness and obscurity to see him through you. And that's what these teachings are about. For you to find him, to learn about him through my life. Mm-hmm. And his words of spirit and truth. So we'll end right here and we'll pick up. We have some more scriptures to learn about what this looks like. Why and how will people know you are blessed of the Lord? Mm -hmm. And what is your spiritual seeds? Mm -hmm. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this teaching here in Teleministry in Isaiah 61, verse 9. We thank you for all that you have brought to us today here in the garden that will be watching your video. In years to come. Thank you, Father. If you desire this new birth, we welcome you into the kingdom of heaven, into the family of God himself. And you too can come up out of the obscurity and darkness and wear a white robe of righteousness. Just tell him, yes, I want that. And it's done. He'll do all the work for you. He won't violate your free will. If you're not ready, I run into that. Some want more information. They need a little bit more proof. They have to be drawn just a little bit more. Be in his presence a little bit more. That's okay. We aren't going to force you with a sword or a knife. And you don't have to pay any taxes or tithes. Just believe that he loves you. And he wants you in his family. He wants to love you and care for you and teach you. Mm -hmm. So you can become a seed that the Gentiles will know that you are blessed of the Lord. Father, help him. You know how to do this. This is your ministry. Be about your work. In the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay. I will see you the next teaching in teleministry we're still working in just verse number nine because i want to finish out if i can more in depth amplified of what the spiritual seed would look like how the gentiles would know that you are blessed of the lord and that your life is a seed of love joy and peace spiritually And that they too can come to the garden, the family of God, like you have. So you be blessed today. And I'll see you in the next teleministry. Bye.